Holden, you're alive. So yeah, that's that's I good am. news. Um, <laughs> yeah. So are you you're okay? Yeah, I got in a car accident on Tuesday. Um, so r- right now everyone's okay, which is good. But now I'm just worried about my car. I might have to get a new one. I'm I'm my I'm waiting to hear back from the insurance company, but my guess is that it's totaled. In which case, I'm currently in Lincoln. I'm trapped here until I get a new car. <laughs> oh no. So uh hopefully that won't take too long, but we'll uh we'll see. Are you are you able to DoorDash with another car or are you Yeah. Kind of stuck? Yeah, we're not I it doesn't have to be my car. Um but yeah. So well, I can still news. earn some money this week. I'll just borrow my brother's car or something. Well, that's good. So yeah. I'm I'm glad you're alive, Holden, because yeah. frankly, I don't think I could do this podcast by myself. <sighs> Thank you, Jimmy. That's like the yeah. nicest thing you've ever said to me. Well, yeah, I think it would just surge in popularity, and I just don't think I'd have time to do that. So I'm glad you're here to, <laughs> oh, there to just really is. bring there it, it down. Is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you thought I was gonna compliment you, but uh, no, no, no. You should know by now. 114 episodes or whatever this is. Yeah, that's not how we roll. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. I'll only appear on this episode if you say my name five times into the mirror. But you're here right now. Like I, I, I would run with the gag if you just didn't say anything. <laughs> Well, how are you supposed to know the gag if I didn't say it? You tell me before the podcast, Jimmy. Oh, That's shoot. planning. You're right. You're right. We don't plan. <laughs> Looking ahead for this podcast is something we don't do, Holden. No. And we sure. certainly don't build each other up. No. We only tear not. each other down. Exactly. We only improvise. And that's why we sustain this low quality over the course of 114 episodes. Yeah. Never Takes get commitment. any better. Don't really get any worse either. Balanced, uh, as all things should be. Am I right? <laughs> Oh, uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Candyman 2021. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. What if Thanos couldn't snap? You know, some people just can't snap. You think you would have just like, that would clapped? make for an interesting what if episode? The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. What's our first story, Holman? <laughs> Usually say something. It was so it was so quiet. I, I forgot that me. this wasn't a transition. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay, so f- fresh off of last week when we were like, where the heck's this Spider-Man trailer? Literally the very next day after recording, we got a Spider-Man trailer. Well, that's and, how it goes. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, 
Well, well um, it's it's as, it's our it's our uh, Hollywood poll. Exactly. <laughs> That's, uh, you they know, heard we... that we were calling for it, and they were like, "Oh, we need to release it." Well, it, okay. So the night that we recorded it, <laughs> like a trailer leaked online, and I did watch the leaked footage. It was like really low quality, really awful, and like half of the special effects were not completed. It's basically the Wait, same. Wait, hold trailer. on. I thought I thought you were talking about the leaked trailer, not our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I was, I, and I, if this trailer had not come out in full, I wasn't going to make you watch it or anything. Cause it was kind of crappy. It was just like, Oh, you see, like whenever there's a CGI shot, it's just like polygons, like very rough polygons <laughs> in place. It's not very good. Well, aren't all CGI shots just polygons? Well, I'm, I'm saying rough, like unpolished aren't we all polygons? just polygons. Cause it's all a simulation, man. Perhaps. Um, but anyway, then we got a full trailer for the new Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home. Um, and yeah, it's, it's quite a ride, this trailer. It's taken the internet by storm. Like, this is the most hyped anyone has been for Marvel property since even, like, it, it topped Endgame's 24-hour watch. Really? Yeah. In, in terms of trailers. Um, and that was the one that previously held the record, obviously. Um, but yeah, so people are like hyped about this movie. Very, very excited. And I think, I mean, I think it looks pretty promising. I'm, I'm very curious about how this movie is going to play out. Cause it's, I mean, it's got some stuff that I was expecting, some stuff that I wasn't expecting. So what do you think, Jimmy? Um, yeah. So first off, like, the the part with the multiverse looks fantastic in my yeah. opinion like i'm just super excited with the whole multiverse sinister sinister six rumors that are going on or if even it's if it's just you know alfred molina's uh, doc ock and it, it certainly seems like willem defoe's green goblin is in there which is yeah. like a dream come true for for my young self where that original spider-man movie was my favorite movie for a few years exactly my childhood um <laughs> well and uh Jamie Foxx is confirmed, so we got him as Electro in there, too. Which, uh, hopefully they redeem him for <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2 th- Electro, which is awful. I think we talked about it when we when it, he was first announced, but they're not using that design. They're giving him a different design. He's not just And I blue. hope just a different character, yeah. too. Like, the <laughs> Electro, but just not that Electro. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is, great. like, a good actor. Just give him something a lot better to work with. Um... And then there's other uh, Sandman maybe in it. Uh, yeah, it sounds like we'll see. <laughs> Mysterio is he coming back to life? All these things, all these questions. But uh, that part looks great, and of course the rumors about Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield appearing as well. That the lizard sounds, might be in it. Yeah, the lizard, maybe even Venom. Yeah, let there be carnage. <laughs> uh, that all sounds great to me. I hope it's a significant portion of the movie. I mean, the whole take on the the train sequence from Spider-Man Two, but Doctor Strange. There's a bunch of trains and they're in the desert. That yeah, looks cool. Um, I'm guessing that's like the third act, which I hate when they show the third act fight stuff in the in the trailer. I yeah. wish they would just not show any of that. But uh, well, what's what's really curious to me about the multiverse villains and i'm really hoping it's more than just one part of the movie because it's all like set on like a a freeway like every single shot that involves well the green goblin bomb that we see and alfred molina and 
a lot of it just seems to happen on this like busy freeway so I'm hoping that's not just where the stage of the final battle is and then everyone just shows up then well I'm guessing it could start there and yeah. maybe they're trying to transport some MacGuffin sort of thing maybe and they're gone and then it goes to the train and it's kind of like a you know like an uncharted situation where you start in one location and then you end up completely somewhere else in this yeah. massive set piece uh but so that all looks great i'm super excited for that the whole maybe it's a result of peter parker distracting dr strange when he's doing the spell that seems really dumb i hope that's not the case i hope it's just a, a result of the spell itself also i it's hard for me to believe that dr strange would would do something like that just to erase peter parker's identity yeah or, or, I, I, I would i would hope there's something else that forces him into making that decision rather than hmm, let me just make this rash decision that could alter space time <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like there has to be more context to all of this. And it's, like, weird to me because... So, I mean, obviously you have Loki, which set up the multiverse happening in a very certain way. And then this is... I figured this would go off of that somehow. But, I don't know, maybe somehow the the events of Loki interfere with the spell or something? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, this, maybe the spell goes completely fine. But then the events of Loki happen, and then things go off. But yeah, they, maybe they think it's a result of the spell, but it's not. It's just like, oh, it wasn't our fault. It was, it was you know Sylvie's fault or whatever. Sylvie mm-hmm. and Loki's fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm interested. A, uh, I think I'm. I'm kind of. Some people are skeptical because they're like, they. I mean, I, there's a lot of complaints online about you know this. Spider-Man being too attached, you know, Tony Stark, and now they're like, well, now he's just with Doctor Strange. But I mean, from like a comics perspective, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man team up all the time. They're like weird, they're like an unlikely duo that are just, they they, they don't usually, that you wouldn't think they'd work together, but they do all the time. And I mean, that's just because they're in like, they both live in New York. Um, so I mean, I think this is cool. A cool team. I really, I mean, okay, so we've had we've already had five standalone spider-man movies yeah uh or just outside of a a universe spider-man movies so we already had five of them in the future we'll have more standalone spider-man movies right now we're in the heart of the mcu the golden age of the mcu Mm -hmm. why would you not take advantage of that in terms of connecting spider-man into this whole universe which has been masterfully created and overseen by kevin feige and, and company so i'm all for it take advantage of it you know this is coming from me who wanted all the movies to be standalone movies and hated the idea of the mcu so i've <laughs> completely converted and i'm, I'm glad they're doing it because we've already seen the standalone stuff and there you can always do standalone stuff in the future but the yeah. mcu and how it's working right now is not always going to exist yeah, it, we don't know how long we're going to have Benedict Cumberbatch here to, to make these movies. <laughs> so why why not take advantage of that? Really do things that you haven't been able to do in Spider-Man movies before because of the interconnectedness of this universe. So I'm all I'm all for it. And mm-hmm. Holden, I have a proposition for you. I still don't think this movie's coming out in in 2021. Why not? So if it does, if it does, I will. If it comes out this Christmas or it just in 2021, I will buy your movie ticket. But right. if it doesn't, you have to buy my movie ticket. Okay, that's All fine. Right. It is I, the release date is is uh, December 17th or 18th. Or, it says this Christmas. It's like the week before, but I think 
if I'm correct. Yeah. But um, I, I feel, you know, it's going to get delayed. In I, my would, opinion. I would maybe be more like, you know, maybe it's getting delayed, especially with, you know, Eternals coming out in November, so close to that release date. But I don't know. I think with the hype that trailer generated, I think Marvel's going to see that and be like, maybe we actually can make a lot of money in the theater with this thing. And they'll unless unless, you know, Delta gets really bad, gets to the to the point where we were like peak last year or something like that in terms of shutdowns. Um, I I still think it's going to come out this year, but we'll see. I think uh, I think Delta's going to win this one, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, which. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to get delayed. I, I hope not. I would love to be wrong, and I would love to buy your movie ticket, Holman. But uh, that <laughs> I is, would love that, too. Uh, that is kind of my uh, assessment of the situation as of right now. So, uh, so yeah, Spider-Man trailer. So th- I'll give it a Brokaw. Yeah, Brokaw. Um, I really hope they just don't show us very much more, of, especially of the villains and stuff. Like, I, I, I don't know. I... I might watch one more trailer. Maybe I'll see what people say about the trailer and see if they if it reveals too much. But I kind of like where we're at right now in terms of content. Yeah, please. I you know Alfred Molina literally just said he was going to be in it. Yeah. Um. Don't show us anything else. I really don't want to <laughs> see anything else before the movie comes out. Yeah. I. You know. <laughs> I bet Alfred Molina got the okay to say that because I bet they knew he was going to be a big draw. But everyone else, keep your yap shut, please. I want to be surprised. <laughs> uh, okay. Next up on news. Um, I did. I wrote down. I didn't tell you to watch this if you didn't watch it. But do you watch the Red Band Kingsman trailer? No. Okay, that's fine. I didn't figure you would. Um, and I also figure you wouldn't have much to say about it. it looks okay from my perspective. <coughs> it looks like another Kingsman movie. I think the. I think this newest trailer does the best job of conveying like the action set pieces that people like from the series because i feel like the other trailers hadn't done that very well but anyway um we got a release date for army of thieves wow cannot wait cannot wait and you know what's even better is it's coming out october 29th (laughs) so right in the midst of all these other movies coming out well it's coming out on netflix though that's true streamer i because i was curious after I heard this, and so I, I went and looked on uh, Wikipedia to see what movies are coming out in October, and I have a list right here. I'm just going to run through it real quick. <coughs> October 8th, No Time to Die. Uh, Octo- we'll see. We'll see. October 15th, uh, Venom, Halloween Kills, and The Last Duel. October 22nd, Dune, The French Dispatch, and Jackass. And October 29th, Last Night in Soho, and Army of Thieves. So what you're saying is... We have like eight excuses not to see Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> True. I don't know. I I Venom one was kind of just like a funny train wreck. I kind of want to see it again, a new one. <laughs> so, but I I will be sad about this one because I like Andy Circus. That's true. So. That's true. And I like Woody Harrelson too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, we got a lot coming out in October. Once, it, like, I mean, like you Gee said, whiz. Delta could push a lot of this out. Um, but I just I feel <laughs> so bad for Dune. <laughs> um, 
I so, so going to Candyman, there was a No Time to Die trailer beforehand. I'm like, I've never seen this trailer. Did the, <laughs> when did this come out? I didn't get that before Candyman for me. So that was, I was just like, I have not seen like 80% of this footage, which is remarkable because this movie's been a delayed for a year and a half. Yeah. And it will, I will, I swear, if No Time to Die comes out on October 5th, I will be so surprised. Well, and it's, it's surprising because, like, I'm not seeing it. It's about a month out, and I'm not seeing it advertised, like, at all. So I feel like it has to be delayed. I don't know. Maybe they've just given up at this point, and they'll just release it and be like, yeah, (laughs) if you come and see it, you come and see it. I, I didn't know Christoph Waltz was in this one again. But he is, I guess. So. Oh, I. Th- oh, is he? Maybe yeah, I didn't he's know in, that. He's in the trailer. I'm like, oh, he's in this one, huh? I feel like he might have been in one of the earlier trailers because I think I I had seen him in the trailer. Yeah, well, it probably came out two years ago, so. Yeah, could be. Um. Anyway, Army of Thieves releasing during that time. I mean, it is on Netflix, so Bergeron, I guess. Bergeron. Uh, and then the other release date I got is for Don't Look Up, that new Leo DiCaprio movie. Uh, Oh yeah, the the one that uh, it's the one that's stacked. Yeah, that's stacked. Um, It's releasing in select theaters December tenth, and with a Netflix release date on December twenty fourth. So just in time for Christmas. That one will come out. That will come out, hundred percent. And the the other note I had about this is apparently Meryl (laughs) Streep. I knew Meryl Streep was in it, but apparently she's the president. So. Meryl Streep is the president. You know, you could just say Meryl Streep is the president in real life, and I yeah. could believe you. I, I would believe that. It seems a little inevitable at this point. Honestly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we... We don't have an official trailer for this yet, but I'm. it looks... I mean, it sounds cool um, with the stacked cast and crew behind it, so Brokaw. I, all I know is that I'm really tempted to look up when you say don't look up. <laughs> What's on the ceiling? I need to know. It's Don't Look Up should be the name of the first Spider-Man movie. Because if anybody looked up in that movie, they would just see Spider-Man and, and kill him. Yeah, exactly. So, or I'll like get... in the Spider-Man video game. Like if any of the bad guys just looked up, they could just kill Spider-Man. Yeah, except Miles Morales. Got plot hole covered. He can go invisible. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, don't Look Up. I'll give a Brokaw. Um, oh, and I guess the other release date thing I had was... Um, I don't remember if I had mentioned this last week, but like every news outlet was saying that Venom was getting delayed again to January and it was going to take like Morbius's spot. And it was it got to the point where I was like looking at stuff for notes this week and it had changed the release date on like Wikipedia and stuff. And then like apparently Variety came out and just said it was bogus. <laughs> and like it's so <laughs> Variety so, calling people out. Yeah. Shots so, fired at the Hollywood Reporter. So we are uh, we are probably getting Venom in October. Um, okay, on to uh, more interesting news. Uh, the new Matrix film got a title um, at CinemaCon, which happened this week. Uh, there was a trailer that debuted, not public yet, so we haven't been able to see it's, it. It's Matrix, but the A is a four. That would be that would be perfect, honestly. Uh, but no, this is uh, the Matrix Resurrections. Oh, um, it should have been Matrix are for kids. God, <laughs> took me a little bit. Uh, but resurrections, Matrix, Matrix uh. Resurrections. Uh, I mean, that fits in line with the other sequels because it's Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolution. So it's it's got that R there, I guess. 
keep keep in line. There are there are worse R words to use. Yes, as for sure. subtitles. Uh, so um, uh, I guess I'll go Bergeron here. Yeah, Bergeron. Uh, apparently, the trailer for anyone who cares, uh, it showed Neo and Trinity not recognizing each other. Apparently, Neil Patrick Harris is in this movie, and it showed. Some Wait, was there a trailer? No, not that we could see. I'm just relaying what I I heard about. There's like, oh, this footage. is like, well, this people is like, are, no, like CinemaCon had a trailer, but we oh. haven't, it's not public yet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Matrix Resurrections. Yeah. Bergeron for me. That uh, movie will probably be bad. Probably. Do I need to see two and three now? I, I'm going to I need to rewatch the first one. I haven't even, I don't even remember. I'm probably going to watch It's all a simulation. Yeah. Number one's a banger, man. It's a good movie. It's okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so this is a new movie announcement, uh, Oblivion Song. Uh, this is apparently a new movie based on a Robert Kirkman comic, Robert Kirkman who made uh, Invincible and The Walking Dead comics. Um, this movie is going to star Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, apparently it is a, a, this is a synopsis of the comic. Uh, it's a futuristic story that follows protagonist Nathan Cole as he makes trips back to an area in Philadelphia where 300,000 people were lost in what is now an interdimensional apocalyptic hellscape. Uh, apparently the image Comics series uh began in march 2018 and it's going to end uh very soon with issue 36 so it's a relatively short comic run uh, compared to some but yeah this is gonna be a movie yeah this is a movie i think they want to make a couple movies out of it at least sounds great to me i mean kirk robert kirkman yeah robert kirkman uh, Invincible is very good. Walking Dead, from what I hear, is mostly good, really good at times. Uh, it's a good so, comic. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about uh, the show. <laughs> so I will, uh, and I, yeah, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's he's great. So I'll give this a Brokaw. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw too. Uh, I like no, the fact that it's a limited run too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's any director or writer attached as of yet, but. I'm sure Robert Kirkman will have his his hand in it at, in some capacity. Robert um, Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. Um, last, in your uh, really, my last piece of news is apparently so. Ironheart is a Marvel character who uh, was previously announced to be getting her own uh, Disney Plus series. Uh, she's like a young inventor who basically creates like a more advanced Iron Man suit. She's kind of like a teenage female Iron Man, I guess. Um, but apparently uh, this character, Riri Williams, is going to be making her debut in Black Panther 2 um, and will be played by, I, I think the casting had been announced before, uh, Dominique Thorne, who was previously in Judas and the Black Messiah. I don't remember who she played in that, though. Um, yeah. Sounds good. I can't wait to see her in Black Panther 2, Wakanda Water. What? Wakanda water. Oh, okay. Wakanda water. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. Come on, Olden. Wakanda yeah. water. <laughs> I feel like you've been sitting on that one since last time we talked about No, Black I just Panther thought of it. Two. But okay. now, uh, you know, Black Panther 2. Wakanda joke. Can Jim make about this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a Bergeron, I guess. I don't know anything about the character. But yeah, uh, sounds great. I just wanted to make fun of the Black Panther 2 name. 
And then the I, I a small addition to that. Apparently, Letitia Wright was injured on the set of Black Panther two this week, but I, from what I can tell, it was a minor injury, and it's not really slowing production or anything. So that's cool. Why'd you have to go and just punch her, Holden? That's yeah, not very nice. The heck, when I was invited on to the set. Black Panther two set this week. Yeah, that was very unprofessional. But I'll um, never get invited to a set again. But I, she's. It seemed to indicate that she was uh, injured doing stunts and stuff, which I think would lend into the idea that she's going to be playing a bigger role and doing more. Maybe, maybe even replacing kind of the the Black Panther mantle. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. That's um, all we got. Yeah, that's all I got. I guess the other thing I had, you, we texted about it this week, is that Horizon Zero Dawn got a. PS5 patch, which yes. I'm, inter- I'm interested about. I might, I have. They gave it. They gave Horizon Zero Dawn away f- like free during COVID. PlayStation yep. did, so I might just download it on the PS5 and check it out. Yeah, I want to replay it before the new one comes out. I think they said February 18th or something like that. But yeah. I was waiting, and the only reason I didn't, well, I the only reason I play was in playing God of War instead of that right now is because. Horizon didn't have a 60 frames per second patch and I was like I'll I'm not going to play it until it does or until they definitely just will never get one. Yeah. Um now but we now just need an uncharted it. 4 patch. Yeah, exactly. Once want. they get the uncharted that and lost legacy a patch, I'll be uh, very content. Be we'll be happy boys. Yeah. All right, Holden, shall we talk about the man of candy? The candy man. man. Yes, the candy man indeed. Jimmy um so did you watch the original this week I did I okay good oh, thing too because I was like oh wow well, we're just gonna spoil the whole original movie <laughs> so let's uh I we don't have to do like a full review of it but we can talk about our thoughts on the first movie a little bit first I think it's the better of the two honestly. oh definitely I agree um I, I per- like the I like the new one too not to be like just a this is not spoiler. I like the new one. Um, I don't think I fully got it, understood what they were going for, um, and I'm. I'll probably say like what I'm thinking, but it don't take it as like a, a judgment. Of the, I I just like I'm well, just trying to like take it as me processing, trying to understand it. Can we if wait? You let's, have let's can we focus on the first one a little bit first? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just oh, okay. saying like. When I'm when I'm talking about the first the, or the new one, I'm okay. not like like it's not necessarily like me critiquing it all the time. It's me trying to just process through and understand sure. it. Yeah, and so if you do have a resource that you think will help me understand this movie, feel free to to email it to us or to you know yeah tompodcast at gmail dot com. So yeah, I just sure. wanted to say that before I started you know dissecting the second one which we'll get to after our discussion of the first one sure which uh we'll i guess do we we can just do spoilers or should we just do spoilers i mean this movie's old well so the thing is if you if you haven't seen the the first movie the the new movie completely spoils it yeah 
like in its entirety they spoiled yeah. the first movie so <laughs> if you if you go back and watch the first one i like you'll know everything that happens after having seen this new one well, actually i think maybe we should hold off on our, our discussion of the first movie until until the spoilers of this one um because of that and and the, really what i want to say about the first one kind of ties into where okay. my thoughts where the second one is lacking for me or okay. the, where i didn't find substance in it that's fine. Um, so let's let's do that, and that way people can listen to the non-spoiler review without having the first one spoiled. So there we go. Okay. Um, On-air production meeting. <laughs> the so the new one. My guess is that in general. I'm going to be higher on the original and lower on the new one than you are. No, I think that. I mean, I I no. definitely like the original one. Well, I'm I'm better. I'm thinking mine's going to be a bit more extreme, is what I'm saying. Okay, because I There's really bigger, like the first one. A and bigger, I I really yeah. do too. I'm and the more I like thought about it, I really liked it even and more. The, and like got underneath and kind of dug in and, and mm-hmm. thought through it and processed the substance. I think the first one, the original, is just way more nuanced and more compelling and interesting. yeah it's just different and actually i think even scarier so the new one to me i i this new one has some like fantastic elements to it like i think i think visually this movie is pretty great overall yes i I love the atmosphere yeah the like the title shots like the upside down shots of the city I thought was really cool, and, it actually, and it's a great it's a great homage to the first one where yeah. you're looking top down over the city, and instead you're looking bottom up. It's yeah. super foggy, and I loved. I was like, "That's great." It actually took me part. a second to realize it was upside down. <laughs> like at first, I was like, "So is it just like really high up, and there's just fog low down on the on the ground?" But I, it was really cool, um, and in general, this movie is just very well shot. I think it this the establishing shots in general are kind of like i don't know how to describe them because every time there's like a new scene and it does an establishing shot it just seems a little bit off compared to how other movies do it like there's more movement involved or something but i don't i think it's cool i think it's just a little bit more unique um and direction in general like i i think this was kind of a movie that was going to show me if this director because this director is going on to direct the captain marvel sequel um and so this is costa nia costa and so i was kind of like wondering if this movie would show her talent and everything and i think it does i think direction cinematography in general pretty great most of my issues are involved with the script and pacing which i think have some big issues for me personally um i this one just wasn't the new one just wasn't as interesting to me Mm -hmm. i guess it wasn't like the plot wasn't as interesting and i don't i don't like there was less like mystery to it maybe yeah it was more you know what is happening and that made it not as compelling whereas the first one you're not really sure exactly what's happening and i think the first one just is edited better for better tension like they do really cool things with like reflections and stuff to to 
show Candyman, and that's really creative and, yeah, and well done. I, that's I like that like aspect. The of highlight, it. one of the highlights for me, is what they do but with this, the reflections. This new one wasn't. It wasn't scary at all. Like there was not really a tension. I mean, I thought there there's a sequence in like an elevator that had promise. I think it's executed pretty well, but I don't know. It and maybe it's just like a a part of it might have to be like the whole like art pretentious art culture too that mm-hmm. I just don't like. I mean, it's just like all these characters are in this movie are just like part of this culture and um i don't and like okay like i think they're aware of that but it's just i don't the characters weren't like super relatable i don't know i i don't know what like it's just like i was rooting for the the main character but i it was like they had gone off the deep end like very quickly or like there's like they have this this thing with their hand like this condition on their hand it's like you would just definitely go to the hospital (laughs) like immediately but they wait very long i'm like why have they not gone to the hospital for this and like i think another thing with this movie is the symbolism and commentary is just a lot more it's a lot less subtle and I think yes, like the symbolism with the bee sting is is pretty obvious, and uh, they pretty much just spell out like what the movie's about several times throughout the movie. They're just like gentrification. They like explain gentrification like yeah. two or three different times <laughs> in the movie. I'm like, yeah, okay, I I get it, you know, whatever. Um, and just I it's like unrealized potential I feel like this movie has because I won't get into spoilers about the main character even though I feel like the reveal I think that was in the marketing but if you don't know it I'm not gonna say it um but I just with that character I feel like there's so much more you could have done and been more interesting with it and it and I felt like the trailers conveyed something a little bit more interesting and it just it just didn't happen. I felt like this movie, another thing about it, I feel like this movie ended right as it got more a little bit more interesting. It felt like this movie was just too short. It was like really bare bones and like, I don't know. It's just, it's a rare instance of a movie that I feel like could have actually used a lot more runtime. Like it's not even just like 10, 15 minutes. I feel like 30 to 45 minutes would have added just spread throughout would have added a lot more to this movie well for me it's like <coughs> excuse me it, it feels almost like a retread of the first one mm-hmm. a lot of ways um you have a character that takes an interest in this Candyman urban legend they explore the neighborhood and they start to kind of destabilize mm-hmm. mentally um and that's essentially the plot of this movie as well except the character is an artist and deals with all these kind of art art pretentious art people and then there's just random throwaway scenes where the candy man kills some people and it's not very interesting in my like what they weren't very scary no uh the characters are very like 
unlikable who got killed. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really feel anything. <laughs> like, am I supposed to... I feel like this movie's going for catharsis. Yeah. I, it's, I think it's... I mean, this isn't... I'm not, like, spoiling anything about the first one, really. I, I think... It, what some you know slasher fans may complain about the first one is it's not like there is violence but that's not like the main like that's not all there is to the movie there's a lot more to it and there's a lot of points where it's just not violent at all the, the and, first one's not about violence yeah. at all this one's very much just let's just kill a bunch yeah of i think it's like trying to appease the fans that maybe would have liked to see more Candyman kills <coughs> but i feel like it just kind of it doesn't add anything. I mean, it's cool. Like I, I, um, without getting into exactly what happens in it, I think the gallery scene is cool. Cause that's where they do a lot of stuff with like the reflections and whatnot. And that's where they kind of introduce that. But I mean, it's cool, but it doesn't add anything really. As you said, the characters that get killed, are just unlikable. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, it was creative. Mm hmm. I don't think it, yeah, it didn't really do anything for the story, though. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of the Candyman kills didn't do anything for the story. And I guess that would be my problem. Like you said, the, the social commentary is very much like gentrification. Mm-hmm. Cops, you know, it's <laughs> like, and then it's just catharsis through violence. And I'm, it just, it doesn't seem like anything new mm-hmm. to me, but maybe, the, maybe I missed something. Maybe I am just not looking deep enough into this movie i i to be fair i haven't looked at what other people have have said about it so maybe someone who really liked this movie and i read what they read what they said maybe that could convince me that there is more is that there's more meat to her or you know stuff to be unearthed from thematically from this movie but like you said it just seemed to be all kind of right there yeah in your face whereas the first one i think is super nuanced um, more interesting to watch, and and I think thematically is is very well done. And um, the uh, I, I obviously I won't say what happens. The ending is just really weird <laughs> in this movie. I was like it, the third act like climax came, and I didn't even realize that's it. I I mentioned that's what happened to me with A Quiet Place Part Two, but this was even worse. <laughs> than that for me in terms of I just it it just this movie went so fast that I didn't realize we were at the climax until it was like almost over it, and it was, I knew I knew we were kind of at the climax but it was just not a very interest like I just wasn't that interested in the climax I guess yeah and it just like the way I don't know the way the uh, we'll get into it in spoilers I'm not I'm not convinced about how that whole like 10 15 minutes goes down it's just weird <laughs> very weird um another I didn't, com- I didn't think it was as like slow as other, like I, I thought it was fine like I, I wasn't bored during the no movie. I don't think it's I, slow at all really um, it's just fast I just yeah just it just didn't feel as nuanced and I guess that would be my it didn't feel as nuanced. There were more like just throwaway scenes, just kind of cathartic I, violence, I guess. And I don't, I just didn't, it wasn't as, 
I just kept thinking about the first one and how I, I liked it better. But there were aspects of this movie that I really liked. I like how the first one's kind of like a legend mm-hmm. um, and how it it's distorted in different ways based on how people tell it. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. And I, 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 one of the elements I do like about this, and I've read online that maybe the other sequels kind of introduced this idea too. Um, which I've heard this is better than the other sequels, but, um, I, I like the idea that it's just like, like a bunch of people, like this Candyman spirit is like, not just one person. It's like, uh, I saw it described as a hive of spirits. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's what they, that's what they say in the movie. Yeah. This Candyman is not one person. It's not a person. It's the whole hive or whatever is yeah. the line that's in the trailer. Um, I like that, but I wish Candyman wasn't always the same figure. Like, I wish it wasn't just like a, a guy, guy with, with a hook. Yeah, a guy with Like, a hook. I wish it was... Like, if that's the case, then, like, what are the odds all these different people have a hook? <laughs> you know, like, what I, <laughs> just especially with this urban legend. So, if that were the case, I'd like to see different iterations of Candyman, and then and that makes more sense to me. But I like the idea of that, and mm-hmm. I think that works with the themes that are in the first movie. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still like the Candyman movie. I think it's worth seeing especially if you like you know the other jordan peele movies or the original Candyman movie or horror in general Um, yeah i mean this this movie seems to have a a pretty mixed response there's people that love it i don't think anyone outright hates it but there's more there's people that are more mixed like i am that are like oh i feel like i haven't even looked at the what are the scores of this one let's see it's like a 72 on metacritic Um, okay that's pretty good it's audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is actually pretty good. It's like a 72 audience score. So audiences seem to be at least somewhat receptive to it. I was surprised the people at my showing were like um, mainly like older people, not like el- like yeah. just like pe- middle aged people. It's probably people who saw the first one. I maybe. Okay. I didn't even know the first one existed until this new movie was coming out. So um, I don't know what that says I, about bit me of a t- or my <laughs> bit of a tangent. But. Can I talk about my movie going experience that I texted <laughs> yeah, you about? Yes, you may. Um, I went to a theater downtown Lincoln, uh, which is the one I typically go to. And I went to a seven o'clock showing last night and I go in <laughs> and these like immediately as i walk in there's two people during the trailers that are talking very loud which is kind of a red flag for me because i mean i usually watch the trailers somewhat quietly but i mean you know what it's trailers i'm whatever uh and then this group of like 15 16 year olds come in and sit behind me and they just they just start like yelling they think they're like really funny they're just like yelling phrases occasionally and just being annoying in general i'm like okay it's still just the trailers they just got here maybe they'll get it out of their system and end it whatever um and then another couple walks in that kind of starts talking and whatever um but i get like 10 minutes 15 minutes into the movie and 
everyone is just so loud that like the teenagers are like laughing you know they're not paying attention to the movie at all the other couples that were talking before are still talking loud and as I told Jimmy I'm like normally I would have either yelled at them or gotten the manager but it was like so many people that I'm like (laughs) I don't know what I'm gonna do here um but luckily there was another showing um and actually a nicer theater uh, and in the same theater but a nicer screen that was 30 minutes later it like started at 7 30 so by the time I had left after the trailers and everything like it was starting the trailers for that one and so I just snuck into that one found a seat that hadn't been claimed and sat there um and it was so much better I did watch the beginning of the movie like the first 10 15 minutes twice but god (laughs) That's the first time I've ever walked out of a movie, 100%. I mean, I did walk into it another one of it, but... Well, you, not for the movie, but just for the yeah, for the people. for the people. I could not believe it. It was so bad. Yeah, that's, anyway. that's rough. Um, I had people talking through the trailers, but not during the movie. They were pretty good during the movie. Yeah. I had exactly. one... There was one guy who got up and, like, went to the restroom, like, four times or something. Really? <laughs> got too <laughs> or, scared. Or, I get, and it was like a guy who looked like in his sixties just got up and kept going to the bathroom. So maybe he just had to go a bunch, or I don't. But I'm like, how are you going to comprehend this movie if you've literally just missed like twenty minutes of it? Exactly. <laughs> um, um. Should but should we give our ratings? Yeah, let's give our ratings. Are there anything? Okay, I'm gonna go with. I think I'm still gonna go. A seven because I, I I still like the, the there's a lot of creativity here. I really liked the atmosphere. I really liked the cinematography. I think the performances were were quite good. Yeah, it's just I think a lot of my my um you know my critiques are with the script itself, but I, I think the overall technical production of it is is quite well done. The, mm-hmm. the effects are are, pre- are pretty good and um. I, I really I liked that those aspects of it, so I think that's gonna keep it at a seven for me. Yeah, the the lead actor, I think you pronounce his name Yahya Abdul Mateen, the second. That's his full name. Um, he's gr- I mean he's becoming one of my favorite actors. He's just like he pops up in all of these random things, and he's just fantastic in like everything he does. And he's gonna be in the new Matrix movie. Actually, I saw when I was looking at the cast list, so that's cool. Um. And yeah, he's good in this movie. I think, yeah, I mean, I think effects, cinematography, most of the technical stuff is good. Um, the music was a little loud. I don't know if you felt that sometimes. I don't know. It, it was, there were some parts where I was like, I mean, it wasn't like Tenet bad or even like. I didn't get that sense. Oh, okay. Um, I wish they had incorporated the original Candyman ballad um, into it more. Exactly. Um, The soundtrack was fine. It's not as good as the original, in my opinion. Um, Which, interestingly enough, the guy wrote the score for the original one. The filmmakers, I guess, didn't like it, so they fired him. (laughs) And then they just ended up using it anyway. And then the guy who... Yeah, then the guy who dude scored it didn't like the end move end result of the movie or something it was something weird like that where they didn't really like you it both neither side liked the other's (laughs) product and then it ended up just they you still merged and and it was good so it's like 
I don't know why they didn't like that score. I think it fit the movie really well. Yeah. So. Um, this I think I'm gonna give this movie a six. Um, that's probably being a bit generous on. My, I'm probably a little. I'm I'm kind of right in the middle on this movie because I I just feel like the script has a lot of issues. One thing I didn't even mention during, <coughs> but before we get on to non spoilers, was I feel like the lead couple pairing needed a lot more development than it got. Like I didn't really care. I didn't feel for them as a couple at all. It was just like they had like one scene together and then the main guy starts going crazy and then whatever. Which is pretty different from the original where you do kind of actually feel for this couple. Yeah. Um, um, but yes, Holden, let's yeah. let's dive into spoilers. Spoilers for Candyman and the original Candyman. Um, yeah, so the, the new movie covers the events of the first movie, so I, we can talk about the first movie a little bit more here. Um, I watched this movie for the, the first, the original movie for the first time last summer, and I just loved it. I had, like, heard it was good, you know, kind of a slasher movie is what I had heard, but I went into it, and I think I relayed this last year when I watched it, but it feels, like, very contemporary. It feels like, I mean, I, I guess it, it has like the filmmaking of kind of a movie of that time, but I felt like the themes and a lot of what's present felt like it influenced a lot of modern, even like A24 horror movies. I can see that. It definitely doesn't look contemporary. No, like, no, it doesn't like look very, contemporary. It looks very dated. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah. Um, I just, I thought the... The first one is just really interesting because you have this, you know, white woman at, at the University of Illinois, like, mm -hmm. doing this, like, thesis on urban legends or whatever and folklore with her with her friend uh, Bernadette. And, and they're, like, going into, like, the, the ghettos of Chicago. And it's like, man, this is really crazy and i guess for like the when they filmed the first one the, they literally just had to like pay off like uh gangs really and to to be able to film there or like let them be extras in the shots which is crazy mm -hmm. um and just the whole like that these two cultures like of like this you know hoity-toity university white privilege you know that sort of like elite scholars meeting up with like the hood gangs mm -hmm. like poverty these two subcultures clashing and and uh and then the whole Candyman narrative to it and how you don't know if if she's actually killing these people or if this Candyman entity is doing it and framing her and yeah and i love that mystery that goes with it and it's just like a lot of the violence is unseen mm -hmm. implied and i think that's really effective and um, I, I feel um you're talking about going through the neighborhoods and stuff like i feel her like the whole lengthy scenes of her exploring cabrini green and everything it gets across the themes of gentrification and everything way more it's like show don't tell that common rule you, you see like 
the quality of living that these people are living in. You see that like disgusting bathroom that's just outside the building and everything. And like the Cabrini Green, I mean, sure, in real life that those towers have been torn down and everything. And it, the area is a little bit better from what I can tell than it was before. It When you see it in the new movie, it just, I mean, it looks like a neighborhood that's a, a little run down maybe, but it doesn't give that same shock, I guess, that the old one does. <coughs> well, that's probably because of the gentrification and stuff in the yeah. movie. But uh, in the first movie too, it's like her apartment i think they did this in the new one right is is used to be like um uh a project Mm -hmm. and then it was gentrified and and i guess i i heard this afterwards so i don't know but i guess in the the first movie the the layout of her apartment is the identical layout to the ones in cabrini green yeah but it's just looks, looks nicer which is a really cool nuanced detail um so again, that playing the ideas of gentrification, I think it works a lot better in the original. But then you just have this whole the notion of the, the Candyman killer and like what that actually represents and the whole legend and story behind it of like this, uh, like this, um, like super predator blackmail that exists in this American uh you know conscious of like oh my gosh this is the thing we're supposed to be the most terrified of mm-hmm. like this is our greatest fear and like oh and harming a, a white woman like the essence of innocence and in american you know the mythos so it's like that whole part of it and and how uh helen in the original movie kind of turns experiences what the candy man um the the original Candyman guy went through yeah of of not being listened to uh for being framed for being uh stereotyped you know just like it 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 was like her experiencing the the stereotypes that have been um pushed against pushed on people of color black men for hundreds of years in American history. Now she's going through it, but it's like all wrapped up into this like murder mystery, psychological thriller. And it's all really well done. Yeah. And, uh, conveyed very subtly, um, which I thought was, was better. I also just thought, think the first one's scarier, like the parts then they're, uh, like some of the mirror shots and Mm -hmm. the way it's edited and paced. I just think some of those scenes are, are better done in the original maybe not as like eye-catching but just more tense yeah it is um, i think maybe because i actually like cared about the characters a little bit oh more. yeah for sure um yeah and i mean i think um i mean we can't we we gotta talk about tony todd yes as Candyman, and he's fantastic he's um I mean, possibly the most iconic part of his performance is just his voice. Mm -hmm. And his voice, I mean, he's done a lot of voice acting in in the years since and everything. And it's just so, like, it's so deep and chilling. And, I mean, if you heard someone, like, uh, someone talk like that in real life, that was, like, a creepy dude talk like that in real life, you would be terrified. (laughs) I would be like if there's just a figure, you know, when she first encounters him in the parking garage or whatever, like I would be 
crap in my pants, you know? <laughs> Big scary guy with a deep voice saying cryptic things. Yeah. Great menacing performance. <coughs> and he's it's it, it, he's just like he's really like Candyman is portrayed as an antagonist for a lot of the movie, but he's just like he's really good at being a complex character that this the spirit and the um I can't remember, Daniel was the guy who died. I don't know. He's it's it it's a very interesting performance that's hard for me to fully describe. Well, I think Candyman is the stereotype of the the black super male super predator. That, yeah, he is. That essentially. that uh, is the people just fear and then like oh uh, you know why you some people it's like you feel the need to walk on the other side of the street because it's embedded in the american subconscious and like true true um i think that's what Candyman represents and the i think was the new one where they said they they uh, got rid of like they nobody uh, spoke about him or they tried to get rid of it yeah they, like so it's trying to like overcome this this stereotyping um and that's why if you don't think of like if you can get rid of this like this you know um inherent racism or that you have um then you you know it's i'm trying i'm losing my train of thought here but uh what am i trying to say it's just like uh that we try to get rid of it but it keeps resurging because of these stereotypes that people mm-hmm. have and 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 then it, these prejudices and, and all this. I don't know. I just think it was, I, that was one aspect of the new one that I did like is how like the Candyman went away and now it's back. And yeah. what does that mean? And um, that sort of thing. Yeah, that is, it, that is cool. Um, we mentioned the, the musical score a little bit before it's, it's so good. I love like the main theme to this movie that, that plays throughout it's so I that's one of those songs I've added to like my favorite movie soundtracks playlist because it's I don't know it's a it's a pretty simple tune but it's it, I don't know it feels just so, so melancholy it, it's melancholy it feels kind of epic at points um it, it's I don't know it's a it's a great tune the whole soundtrack is is awesome lots of choral and organ sounds Philip Glass, very famous like avant-garde <laughs> classical style composer. I, I don't I don't know if he's done any other movie soundtracks, but he does a lot of just weird. I believe he did Fant Forstick. Wait, really? I believe so. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I you can look it up, but I believe okay, that is I'm the case. I'm looking it up right now. Keep talking. Uh yeah, so I think just consensus is the original one it's on Peacock as of right now with the ads. You can watch it for free. No ads really in the second half. So that's how I watched it. I recommend doing that. It's yeah, a good he one. Did if help. you just... What's that? He did help out with it. There was actually two people that did the soundtrack. There were two people that did the soundtrack, and it's still just like the most forgettable thing I've ever heard. I've never seen it, so I will reserve my judgment, Holden. <laughs> but I would say if you're going to watch, well, it's it's in spoilers, so hopefully you've watched both Candyman's <laughs> at this point. So watch the first one if you haven't, and you somehow listen to spoilers here. Um, but the yeah, this new one, um, we can t- 
talk about how it ties into the first one. It, it the, the the biggest like twist in the movie, I guess, is that oh, which I totally like. When I was watching the first one, I was like, mm, I wonder if that baby's the the lead guy in the new one. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like I, my immediate thought. So I and then when they started to unravel it, I was like, yeah, that's see, not all that surprising to me. I could have I could have sworn and. I, I feel like I've kind of gone back and maybe they've like changed this once people started like thinking, oh, it could be a twist. But I'm pretty sure in like every plot synopsis that had been revealed up until release or in most of them, at least for a while, it just said it was Anthony from the first movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but that was I would, like I said when I was watching the first one, I'm like, huh, I wonder if this baby is the lead guy in the new one. Yeah. And it was. So I was like, OK. Which is, it's a cool idea that I don't think they they do enough with. I don't know. It just makes him like the chosen one or something it, stupid. Like, but I it just doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't even feel like, to me it doesn't even feel like it, it does that. Like, okay, so <coughs> Coleman Domingo's character, who has like a weird shift at the end of the movie that I, I didn't fully understand. I didn't quite understand that either. He seemed like this, like this, the reasonable guy. Yeah. Who's like conveying all this information. Then all of a sudden he's a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> so I, don't, I was like, like, okay, this, I kind of trusted this guy. He just seems really crazy all of a sudden. Like he, he kind of makes Anthony the chosen one. But like, aside from, you know, the whole idea of Anthony, he goes back and he's like rediscovering Candyman and the mythos and everything it does it's not like Candyman chose him or anything it's just it happens to be him going back and checking this stuff out I feel like him being Anthony aside from Coleman Domingo's weird like plan it doesn't really do anything no it doesn't do anything at all it could have been just anybody and it just yeah. makes it seem more coincidental and yeah contrived <laughs> but yeah I, that's I think that's the the whole thing at the end of the movie with with his that character's shift. That's just it, it like kind of lost me a bit cuz I didn't I didn't understand that character's motivation very well at all. Like even looking back on it trying to think back of that character's flashbacks, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um and then that whole climactic like chase and thing. I I and I don't know, the girlfriend's sudden when she's in the cop car and she starts saying Candyman, I'm like, well, why would she start saying like she doesn't she up until this point, she hasn't believed Candyman to be like an actual spirit. And even then, it's not like she's seen the spirit. It's just been Anthony running around with a hook on his hands. <laughs> like It doesn't make any sense to me why she would be saying Candyman in the mirror. Well, then she tricks the cop into say it, saying it the fifth time, which yeah. Apparently is a thing. I guess that's a loophole in the contract with Candyman <laughs> that it's just the the fifth time it's said in the room. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whoever says it the last time gets gets just gets killed. Just gets a just gets a hook in the throat. And I mean, you know that whole thing where Candyman's you know killing the cops. It's a cool scene visually, and as far as slasher scenes go, it was probably among the most exciting in the movie but then it just like ends it was it felt like a weird place to end the movie for me 
And that's also it just the, was like, okay, all the cops are dead, so racism is, is solved. Is, <laughs> okay. I'm like, what is like? I just don't under like. What is this at? like? There's there's uh, among police officers. There seems there appears to be violence towards communities of color. I think yeah. that's pretty well established by the data at this point. And and if you're going to give that idea. Um, the merit that it deserves, in my opinion, you've done that by now. Like this movie isn't convincing you otherwise, so I guess this movie's solution is let's just kill all the cops <laughs> or who are racist. So I'm like, I guess it's just, and that's why I'm like, is this just catharsis? Mm-hmm. And if it is, okay, but I don't think it's really. It doesn't seem to be progressing the discussion unless i missed something which could very well be i could have definitely just missed something i didn't see anything i mean once again i could have missed something but i didn't feel like it really progressed anything and that's also the the end is the only time where we actually see tony todd as Candyman, which (coughs) i was convinced he was like in it more i I, because i knew he was in it and that was like pretty heavily publicized and he's just only in it at the end and it's like kind of a bad cg de-aging of his face <laughs> yeah it was very odd wait so the, when he's like older that's not tony Tan, that just like in the ref- like the reflections and stuff no i think that's supposed to be the other dude that's what that's what i gather because i'm pretty sure that, i mean whenever yeah because he doesn't even speak they don't utilize his voice and the other dude's wait, like so silent. the like so the the guy who's handing out candy yeah that's He's a different like the actor. main Candyman, I think. He's a different actor. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. All right. Well, you know what? I still think it it edges out Sonic for the best movie to shout out Zillow, though, that I've seen. <laughs> I was gonna. I meant to like write that down somewhere because I was like, oh, there's a Zillow mention. <laughs> I was gonna say it in the non-spoiler review, but I forgot. So, oh, I, I remembered it just in time. Um. Oh, Somehow we didn't mention in non-spoilers the shadow puppet stuff. Great. Which Mostly at the end of the movie. I sat through the credits to watch it. It was really nice. Yeah. I it's it's such a cool like choice for a flashback and I wish like I wish the movie was consistent with that cuz like that's how every flashback is aside from Coleman Domingo's really flashback. It's just seems weird that they didn't do flash like that. And I understand, like the opening scene, you know, is is a is a flashback in and of itself. But I don't know. Well, and then the the I, f- I forget the actress's name, the Monica Rambo. Yeah, her flashback is is also. Oh, that's acting. right. Yeah. So um, I didn't have a problem with that. I just, you know, I I just it was cool to watch at the end. The credits one was actually like released over a year ago. It was like well, a lot short- of it was in the trailer. Yeah, but like that whole thing, even with like the the kind of remix thing of uh, the cover of the original theme, that whole thing in the, during the credits, like Jordan Peele had that on his Instagram in like May of either last year or 2019, like when the movie was being developed. Sure. So I actually <laughs> I watched that like less than a week ago because I was like I went to Jordan Peele's Instagram to just see what he you know had advertised about the movie and that was there so but pretty cool very nice um I don't know I mean 
<laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I think I'm good, Holden. Yeah, I think I'm good too. Uh, oh, uh, the the school bathroom scene, which is pretty it's unnecessary. Bad, it's in yeah. my opinion. Um, <laughs> the girl running back. I forgot my vape. <laughs> Wait, was so one funny. said I forgot my. I thought she said I'm not doing this today. Well, no. Well, yeah. One of them left, but then when they were like leaving. And, like, the door was locked. Then one of them went back. The one that got killed first ran back to the mirror because she's like, oh, I forgot my vape. Oh, I didn't catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Which I just laughed at that. But, yeah, I think that's all I've got. Yeah. Um, Yes, that's all I have, too. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Holden, what are you what are you doing these days, huh? Uh, well, aside from getting into car accidents, um, I am in fact doing other things than that. Um, I finished Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, What'd you think? I liked it quite a bit. Um, one thing that I wasn't expecting to like so much was the soundtrack. Oh, I, you didn't expect to like it. Well, so I mean, much. like I think the original one's fine like i I, it's got a couple good original one's great holden (laughs) okay gee whiz i think this one's better they're both fantastic okay well they're both amazing okay fine but there's a couple pieces on the miles morales (laughs) one that i've i've gone and found and listened to just on their own because it's it's pretty cool um my my favorite is like the like the underground theme they're like the main um the main enemy faction for those of you who don't know they're like main theme whenever you're like like in one of their bases or whatever it's so good and dynamic and it's just it felt like the most dynamic piece that they had done in those games it's really cool um anyway uh but the rest of the game yeah it's pretty good i think um well i think the final boss of the first game is more emotional and story satisfying <laughs> i think it's a better fight in the second in miles morales i think i was more entertained by the fight in that game it wasn't like sp- i guess spoilers for 2018 spider-man for the final boss but um doc ock i mean very emotionally a very emotional battle but it's super easy and i i, I don't think i've ever died during that fight I don't, I don't see I'm a big like I'm not a huge boss battle person oh I love I I love especially like final boss battles for me it just feels like the culmination of like all of your skills and everything so I like it being challenging I see I'm the opposite I, I feel like the culmination of all my skills is the room before you get to the final boss where there's like 30 henchmen and you gotta like balance taking them all out because that's the whole game you spend doing it's not like one-on-one and then the boss battle seems like oh learn this pattern of attacks and know when to dodge and then learn this one mechanic to attack you know like i think a lot of boss battles are like that so i preferred the so i, I just like it when it, the narrative is in there and the, and for the first one the narrative is so well done and i mean it is easy but i think it the especially when you're on the side of the building i think that is that part is really impactful yeah that's pretty cool um that's what i would that's kind of but that's my thing about boss battles i would say that i there are sometimes when they're really well done and they do you really utilize 
what you've learned throughout the game but a lot of times in my opinion it's just like oh use this one mechanic and and know when to dodge and and that sort of thing which for me and then if you mess that up then you have to redo it and it, and it doesn't necessarily show you what you've learned throughout the game so yeah that's my opinion i don't mind quick time events i know that's uh kind of controversial i've gotten more hard i like quick time i like how time goes on you've gotten I'm, I'm more less of a fan of them now than i used to be really i think they're really well done in the spider-man games i know i think they're i you know some games do them fine spider-man's all right especially since there's not a ton of them but yeah it's i, I mean know. i would rather have the quick time event than me just watching the cutscene version of it and I think the I, way I they, don't they I don't think it really adds they, anything for me. <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't think either way I prefer it. I don't know. I think it adds a little bit more interactivity and I think the way they blur the lines between or transition into and out of them in the Spider Man games is, is very well done. Mm-hmm. So agreed to disagree on that one, Holden. Sure. Um yeah, so good game. Good game. Excited for the sequel. Yes. Um yeah, and in terms of what I've been watching, um, I've been I've been watching the Venture Brothers on HBO Max, the Adult Swim show, uh, animated <coughs> show, which is very funny. Um, I I used to watch it when I was younger. I there's several seasons I hadn't seen um, in the years since, uh, but it just all got added to HBO Max, so I've been starting to watch it all. It's a very good show. Um, and what else have I been watching in terms of movies? I did rewatch Candyman this week. Oh, I watched uh, Slither, James Gunn's like directorial debut. Oh yeah, how was that? It was it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> James Gunn just like has nailed his tone since like the start. I feel like, I mean, it is a horror movie, but it is a dark comedy too. Um. And it's got a lot of his, you know, favorites. It's got Michael Rooker in it. It's got Nathan Fillion in it. It's got a pretty good cast. It's a very creative movie. Um, some interesting special effects. And I'm not sure how much of it is CG and how much of it is prosthetics. I think a lot more of it is prosthetics than I think, than I originally thought. But it, it it's very impressive um, visually. But just a very interesting movie. It just got added on to Amazon Prime. Uh, so that's how I watched it. But a pretty cool movie. I've now seen all of his feature films. Because he only has two aside from the Guardians and Suicide Squad. So cool. Um, and then I watched Hard Candy. Um, which was... Ellen or my bad Elliot Page's um debut in acting I believe I'm sorry I'm pulling it up right now that's why I'm like distracted um <coughs> but yeah oh yeah yeah it was his debut uh very very tense movie it's basically just Elliot Page and Patrick Wilson like hmm. it's a it's them together it's one of Patrick Wilson's first like big movies. I think he had been in the Phantom of the Opera movie before this, and that was about it. 2005. It's a very uncomfortable movie. It's a very tense movie. I don't really want to get into what it's about, because I feel like there's a lot of spoilers just in the synopsis. 
Um, but I had always heard pretty good things about it, and it is, it's pretty cool. Um, and then the other one, which I think you'll like that I watched, Jimmy, is I watched uh, They Shall Not Grow Old. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? It was pretty cool. Um, obviously, I think it started a little slow for me, but then oh, when yeah. I actually got to the color, I was like, oh, this was really good. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like the opening when it's just black and white and it's it, it, it just kind of feels like it's it's dragging along a bit because it's a lot of people just kind of saying the same things for like 20, 30 minutes or whatever. But yeah, once the color footage happens and the, the audio they dubbed in, it's just incredible. It's so I I don't even know how they would do that i would need to watch several documentaries in and of itself for that process i'm sure well yeah so the cool thing is with if you went to it in the theater which i did the week before we started this podcast or like mm-hmm. the weekend before we started this podcast uh they there was like a like 40 minute documentary or something like that it was a, quite an extended documentary played out like before the movie starts peter jackson's just like hello there i'm peter jackson and you know we're gonna i'm gonna there's gonna be a thank you for coming to the cinema to see this and like afterwards we're gonna show this 40 minute documentary about how we put this together if you're interested to see that you know it's one of those sit down things and then afterwards it's like i was i went with my mom and i was like well should we watch it like, sure and we just started watching it was and that was probably more interesting than the even the movie itself the way they did the color and you know his you know he's got his whole like setup thing he's kind of like uh george lucas in that regard how his house is like his studio mm-hmm. but yeah that was really interesting so worth the watch yeah i i liked it a lot i'll, I'll have to see if i can find that little mini documentary anywhere um <laughs> your peter jackson impression every time i just think of taika watiti every time i hear <laughs> a new Ze- every time i hear a new zealand impression and so now I, uh, I want to hear Peter Jackson talk. I'm not sure I've ever actually heard him speak. You've never heard Peter Jackson speak? I don't think so. Because I've no, never watched. Because you're any, not. I haven't yeah, watched. Yeah, you any. gotta dig into those Lord of the Rings bonus features. Yeah, man. I need to watch that stuff. Um, but I think that's it as far as movies. In terms of games, right now I'm not really playing much. I was th- before I got in a car accident. And might have to buy a new car. I was planning on buying Psychonauts 2 since that just came out and has been getting very good reviews, but might have to wait on that one now. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Holden, I have been playing God of War, uh, and I have been watching uh, True Detective Season 1 still. I'm almost done with that. I think I have like an episode left, episode and a half, maybe. Um, been watching that in the morning on the elliptical but uh otherwise i think that's it i watched Candyman. i don't think i've watched anything else though so Sweet. Oh, oh i've been i've been watching love is blind with emily <laughs> well, we're, we're nice. on the last episode and then we have the reunion episodes so cool otherwise holden anything else jeez <coughs> i've also just i lost my voice because of going back to school oh sure and it's been coming back but also uh it did a number on my throat so i can imagine yeah so holden take us home so next week we've (coughs) got shang chi and the legend of the seven rings yes pretty excited been hearing great things about it um yeah some people are saying top tier marvel which is surprising yeah so 
I'm cannot wait to I've see heard, it. I've heard like nothing but praise about the fight scenes, so I'm I'm very excited to see how those are made. Um, but yeah, excited for that. Um, if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five star review on iTunes, or you can email us at tauntpodcast at gmail or you can donate to our Patreon. Um, yeah, I think that's it, Jimmy. We actually might. I think there's a couple weeks at the end of September, which is surprising because of how loaded October is. I think there's a couple <laughs> weeks where we don't have anything. So why, we, you know, why couldn't they just space them out? I don't know. <laughs> like, What's wrong with September? Just move it a little bit sooner. They want that Halloween money, I guess. Do move. I don't think movies make that much more around Halloween. Just if you, if it's horror themed, I guess. But a but lot of them of these, are just yeah. are not. <laughs> yeah. So I do not understand doesn't make any sense all right well in the meantime uh, adios pantalones love you <laughs>